Welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast. And welcome to the Let's Eat Grandma Career Warrior Podcast, where our goal is not only to help you land your dream job, but to help you live your best life. This is episode 199, How to Do a Background Check on Employers. We have an amazing rock star guest today. Her name is Chanel McFarlane. Chanel is a multiple award-winning certified career strategist and TEDx speaker. As the founder of her career advice website, Do Well, Dress Well, she has built an international audience around her approachable and practical advice on personal branding and career strategy. Chanel is a sought-after public speaker who has spoken for several organizations, universities, and colleges across North America. Her expert commentary has been featured in media outlets such as Fast Company, Forbes, CBC Toronto, and more. So this episode is going to be exciting. We're going to be talking about how to do a background check on employers. Let's make sure you're not going to get scammed out there. There are plenty of scams, and we're going to cover that in detail, as well as how to make sure that these companies are they are just a good culture fit for you. And I think that's so important to make sure that values are aligned for these companies because it's a crazy world out there. It is a crazy world, and we need to make sure that we are thriving and not going backwards in terms of our careers. So let's launch right into it. This is our very first episode of the new year. Hope you enjoy. Hey, Chanel. Happy New Year. How are you doing today? Hey, Happy New Year. I am good. How are you? I am so excited to get into this episode. And if you wouldn't mind, just enlighten your listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do. Absolutely. Well, my name is Chanel McFarlane, and I am a certified career strategist. I'm also the founder of a career advice blog called Do Well, Dress Well, where you can find tips and tricks and resources how to navigate your career for the future of work. That's awesome. And so today we're going to be talking about, and I just thought this was brilliant. This was your idea to do this title, but how to do a background check on potential employers. So I've always thought of this as something important to do as an employer, because you just got to double check to make sure you're making the right kind of hire. Hiring is very expensive. But when I think about it from the side of an actual employee looking for a job, it's kind of a new concept to me. But why would you say it's important that we do background checks on our potential employers on the other side of the script. Absolutely. Well, I think, of course, to kind of tie it to current events, of course, we are in the still very much in the middle of a pandemic. It's a tough time. It's really affected the job market and employment. And naturally, people are desperate to find jobs. We still have bills to pay. You know, we have lives to maintain. And in that situation, of course, I think we're not always thinking about the fact that we have some power, right? We can take that time to do that research. And especially now where, again, there is that desperation. Unfortunately, you know, there's people that are going to take advantage of that, right? And so we're seeing a lot of job scams happening right now during the pandemic people creating fake recruiter accounts on LinkedIn, posting uh, fake job descriptions on websites and whatnot, and people are getting tied up in that. And so I thought about this topic of encouraging people to do background checks because I don't want to see people to fall victim to that. That does happen. And I think when we're looking for a job, we're like, okay, let me just hop on the first job that invites me to come for an interview or sends me a job offer and not realizing that we have all these resources at our disposal um, to ensure that it's actually legitimate, right? Can I ask, like, why do you think people are scamming 
job seekers? Like why specifically job seekers and what are they doing to scam them? Well, what we're also seeing is the, is the money aspect, right? So what we're seeing is, let's say, for example, you're on LinkedIn and let's say you're a job seeker. You're months in, you know, it's months in the pandemic. You haven't found a job and you get a message, let's say, from someone that looks like their recruiter. They have a full profile and everything. They send you a job description. You read it. You're like, this sounds great. You know, how do I get in? How do I interview? And then they say, oh, well, actually, we have a lot of people in the running. Um, just send us, you know, a quick money transfer or send us a gift card or something silly like that. And it doesn't make sense, right? But when you're, again, you're so focused on finding this job, you're like, oh, well, you know what? That seems like a really good deal. Let me just pay $100 and I'm more likely to get this job interview. And people fall for it, unfortunately. And afterwards, you're like, oh, no, it wouldn't be me. But, you know, you'd be surprised <laughs> at the number of people that fall for something like that. And so I think, again, it's just important to just kind of step back and say, you know what? Let me research this. Does it actually make sense? But I think, again, scams aside, yes, that's one thing and pandemic aside. But you should always be looking to see if a company is legitimate and if it aligns with your personal values. Right. It's a, it's a two way relationship. And similar to how I assume most people would in a romantic relationship, you know, you'd, you'd ask around, you kind of see if anybody's heard of the person, maybe do a bit of a creep on social media just to see. You should take that same process and apply that to your job search just to make sure, again, that the employer is who they say they are and they align with the values that you uphold as a human, as a person. And so that it's a good fit in both ways. Yeah, that's great. Let's not lose my money scam aspect and actually get scammed here. And there's the next level, which is let me find a job that's going to be an actual good culture fit, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because again, you know, you can see, you may think that, okay, on the website, you see one thing and they say, well, we have this value and we uphold this value and we're about this and we're about that. But then you dive a bit deeper and you're like, well, I don't know if that actually makes sense. Right. So you do want to take some time. And I think especially now in today's climate, you know, diversity and inclusion values are huge. And I know a lot of people that I speak to now, they want to actually ensure that a company actually upholds those values. So again, through a background check, you can find out some of that information. You can ensure that, you know, it's not just performative what they're saying, but they're actually genuine. They're actually um, supporting people of color, um, supporting marginalized communities, um, and just ensure that they actually have a good reputation and they're a company that you'd actually want to attach your name and your reputation to. That's something I want to go into in a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about strategy and how to vet actual employers here in a bit. But I just want to say that for me, this seems like a great opportunity to find a good company that's going to end up working out for me. I'm a little bit intimidated, though, because of the fact that it is COVID and we're all virtual now. And it's like, I have to go in and make sure a company is real and find out that they're a good fit. But how am I going to do so if I'm not meeting these people face to face, you know? Exactly. So, and we're missing out on that, right? Because I think yeah. before, you know, as you'd go in person to an interview, even if you didn't realize it, you were doing a background check. Like you'd go to the office yeah. and you'd kind of scan around and say, OK, like what kind of neighborhood is it in? You know, what's nearby? Right. You'd go into the office, you'd get to see the layout. Like that was huge for me to be able to see the layout, the office oh, plan, yeah. kind of interact with people. You know, what's sort of that vibe that you get maybe from the receptionist? Are they nice? Are they kind? All of those things you're holding in internally and you're like, OK, is this company aligned with who I am? Do I actually want to work here? We're missing out on all of that. Now we're just, you know, <laughs> clicking on Zoom. How do you really figure out how the company's going to be just based on one interaction on a small little square in your screen? It's a lot harder. And so I'd say now this background check is way more important than ever. 
Awesome. So let's dive into it. Let's go into some strategies and techniques to do a good background check on our employers. I guess, where does this process begin in the entire job search process? Is it kind of towards the beginning when I'm even sending out my resume or is it kind of towards the end where I should start taking this company background check more seriously? Yeah, I would say, you know, it starts quite early. So I would say even when you're when you're job searching and even before you apply, when you're reading a job description, I think it's always important to be doing a gut check. Right. Because I think very quickly when you're reading a job description, you can kind of get a sense and say, "Okay, does this actually make sense? I think one of the biggest red flags is when you see a huge amount of spelling and grammatical errors. Even when you get, you know, sometimes you get those scam emails and you're like, this is definitely a scam because it has a million spelling errors and grammatical issues. And you can just kind of tell you can tell that in a job description as well. And so I think that's the first thing is like have that lens when you're reading it. Yes. Read it. See if it aligns with who you are, your skills, your expertise. But you also want to see, like, is there any red flags there in terms of, okay, is this actually legitimate? So read through that. And then if you get that sense, I say stay away from it and then maybe don't even spend your time applying because it just wouldn't make sense. But if you know it passes that initial gut check, get a good sense, you know, it seems like a reputable company, apply. And then once you start to get to that interview process, you hear back, that's when I really start to dive a bit deeper to see if it's a company that you want to align yourself with. Um, and again, that, that gut check becomes important. If you have phone interview is that first step, right? So you get to kind of have them on the phone, see what kind of feeling you get. Again, you can kind of tell, um, you know, if they are someone that is legitimate, see what they're saying, if that makes sense. And then afterwards, that's when you really want to start diving deeper. And I'll share some specific tactics, but really using, again, the tools that we have on the Internet to see if they're actually what they're saying actually makes sense and if that's actually true. So in this case, you would say Google is your friend, correct? Oh, Google is your absolute best friend in this case. So I always recommend start off with a Google search. It's the easiest thing, you know, type in the company name. But I say go beyond page one because some of the best companies and some of the best people, they're really great at SEO, which is search engine optimization. And so if they do have, you know, some search results that are a little bit questionable, you know, maybe have uh, some bad news articles or whatever it is, they may be skilled at burying that. And so that may be on like page four, page five. And so don't just, you know, scan page one. If you see all the positive things, don't just say, okay, yep, they're legitimate. They're good. That's it. No, 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 no. You want to dive a bit deeper and you want to go to page three, page four, page five, however many pages kind of go towards the end and see what's there. And then if it still, you know, passes all of your checks, then you can start to dive a bit deeper. And beyond that, I then say go to social media right? Social media, again, is your best friend aside from Google. And so I actually say go to Twitter. Twitter is really great because you can actually see, you know, their tweets, their replies. What are people saying, right? Get a sense of that sentiment. Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it neutral? Just get a sense of that. And Facebook is really great too. And that's something that, you know, historically I've recommended for job seekers too, is to to be following these companies on social media Mm -hmm. that you're applying for. Usually I do it from the angle of, try to develop a relationship with them or get to understand their culture because it's going to make you coming into the interview a lot stronger if you know what they're up to, those kinds of things. I've never really thought about it from the angle of just to make sure that the company is real and to that. It, and it just makes so much sense because I have figured out so easily and so quickly whether a company is real or not just by looking at their activity on their social media. Their, you know, maybe oh, it's yeah. a <laughs> blank page or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, when, when was the last time they posted? You know, go in the replies mm-hmm. or the comments on in Instagram, on Facebook. Facebook, on Twitter, are people complaining? Are people happy? Is it positive? All of those things are going to help you to actually make a good decision as to whether, again, it's a company that you actually want to align yourself with. Okay. And so when looking, actually, first, let's, I'll let you continue with what goes on after the interview process, but I want to go into a little bit of the culture stuff, making sure a company is a good fit for me. 
because I just think that stuff is so important for job seekers. But what do we do beyond Google and social media to make sure that these companies are real? Mm -hmm. Well, I say reach out to actual people, right? So again, we have LinkedIn, which is an awesome tool. And so we can see people that are currently work there or worked there in the past. And I would say most people are usually pretty good at, you know, if you send them a quick message and say, hey, you know, I'm about to interview for this role. I would love to learn a little bit more about your experience. Do you have five minutes to jump on a phone call or Zoom chat so I can ask you a few questions? Hopefully, I would say most people are pretty good at responding. And that allows you to actually get information from someone that's actually attached to the company. So you can, again, make that decision. So once you've, again, done your own research, it's always good if you can to actually talk to a real person, someone else that can give you their perspective on whether, again, it's a company that you actually want to align yourself with. Ugh, that makes so much sense. Like find out from the people who are actually working there mm-hmm. and you're going to get a better sense. I mean, sometimes I think about the analogy of if you're shopping for an apartment or something like that, you know, if you ask the people, ask the leasing agent or yeah. whoever, you know, how good is this apartment? They're always going to say, you know, 100%. There's exactly. nothing wrong with it. <laughs> it's the best apartment complex you'll ever live in. But, you know, I always get a better sense of what it's really going to be like by talking to, you know, the tenants or the people that have been there a while. And I got information that our parking situation was going to be really terrible at our last apartment complex because I had a real conversation with, you know, someone who worked there. So drawing that connection, I just think it makes so much sense to reach out and connect with people who are actually living it and to figure it out. So what would that look like, though, in terms of a reach out message? Let's say I feel awkward and maybe I'm a little bit shy, shy. reaching of out course. to people. Of but course. What do you think? Well, just as I was saying, I would say, you know what? Just say, hi, I'm currently in the interview process for this role at you know, whatever the company's name is. I was wondering if you have five minutes to chat. I would love to learn a bit more about the company and your experience and how you enjoy working there. And um, if you have five minutes, uh, it would be great if we could get on a phone call or a Zoom chat this week. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks in advance. That's it. You know, super short, simple, easy. You know, maybe send it to two or three people to increase your chances. I'm all about increasing chances. So just find two or three people. Hopefully, at least, even if just one responds to you, that's better than none. Right. So at least you can get that information. And then I think in addition to that, Glassdoor is another great tool because people are usually leaving. Um, their reviews on being working at the company or even interviewing at the company, you can find out some information from Glassdoor. So in addition to reaching out, Glassdoor is another really awesome tool that you can use to get some more information. Okay, wonderful. Mm -hmm. So this is all really, I would say this is making me very hopeful and positive, even during a pandemic that Mm -hmm. I can get this figured out. I can understand whether or not a company is going to be good for me Mm -hmm. and it's going to be a good fit. Where I get a little bit tripped up and really where I see a lot of value in this concept of doing a background check on employers is Mm -hmm. being able to go a little bit deeper to make sure that it's a good culture fit or to make sure that I'm going to be actually happier, able to thrive in a company on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. So, you know, let's say two important values for me that are almost Mm -hmm. non-negotiable would be good, solid culture that facilitates mental health. Yeah. And number two being diversity. Let's say that those are two important values for me. Mm-hmm. How do I go into a company before even signing that agreement letter that mm-hmm. I'm going to get started with this company? How do mm-hmm. I even have conversations with people to make sure that those two values are a part of the company? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, as you, as you were saying that, it reminded me um, when I was working for a company and I would actually have a number of black women that were interested in applying for roles at the company. 
would reach out to me specifically and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to bug you, but I'm applying for a role at the company and I want to get a sense of what your experience were like. You know, I, I'm a black woman and I would love to know how they actually support black people. And that's really important to me as I apply. Could I get five minutes of your time? So similar thing as, you know, as I was just recommending, I was actually on the receiving end of that. And I think that's interesting right? Because people, yes, they know that they can do their own searches, but they want to get a sense of what it'd be like for them as a person, being someone from a marginalized community to understand what their experience would be like. So that's why I think it's also really important to reach out to people because yes, you can do all the research and find all of that, but find someone that maybe has a similar background as you and reach out to them to see how their specific experience is. So that's where that can be really helpful. Another tip I would recommend is a lot of companies now have employee groups. Right. So based around whether it's a particular background, maybe around a particular hobby, whatever it is. And we're finding now that people are reaching out to those groups. So sometimes on the website, you can find out maybe who the lead of that group is. They're reaching out to that specific group and trying to find out, OK, how is my specific experience and my particular specific background or unique background? How is that going to be represented in the company? And am I going to be supported? Right. So that, that's another thing that you can do. But again, I think it also just has to do with also asking. Um, during the interview as well. I like to ask those specific questions. I think, again, you know, when you get to the end of the interview and they say, okay, do you have any questions for me? That's a prime background check opportunity, right? Because as much as they're asking you questions, you have this opportunity. And so as you are saying, you know, you want to know if they prioritize mental health. So I would say, you know, what mental health programs do you have in place? I think especially now, given the pandemic, that is a very fair question to ask and see what response they have. If they say, well, actually, maybe we don't really have anything right now. We're thinking about it and they're going little bit wishy-washy then maybe you might be like mm, I don't know if that's a company I want to work with but if they list off all the different supports maybe you get a budget for maybe therapy or whatever it is and that's maybe a good indication that's a company that you actually would be interested in working for so I think it's leveraging the interview opportunity for sure and doing research and reaching out to people as well to get their experience and to get their perspective on those particular things. I love that so much. It just makes a lot of sense to me to do this type of homework, like mm -hmm. do your homework, ask the questions. There yeah. are plenty of opportunities throughout the entire pipeline of a stage of a job search mm -hmm. application. So make sure you're asking these important questions and write them down and write down the specific answers to those questions. I think, Absolutely. Absolutely. I think people aren't reflecting enough. Mm -hmm. I think this is excellent. This is really wonderful. I do have a question that it's not specifically about background checks, but more so on values. And I think this is something that a lot of job seekers are perhaps struggling with during the pandemic is figuring mm -hmm. out the balance between being too desperate for a job yeah. and just picking anything that comes their way and then on the other end just being absolutely very picky and mm -hmm. you know it's not a perfect fit for whatever reason maybe because they had to transition industries or something like that but with something like values and trying to figure out a company that has all my values like do I really need to make sure that they're ticking every box or is there mm. some compromise that I need to be doing on my end to make sure that I even get a job? That's a very good question. You know, I would say first and foremost, there is no perfect job, right? And I think a lot of us grew up with that illusion, like there's gonna be a perfect dream job is gonna check off every single box. I don't think that's possible, it really isn't. But what I think is important is to have your list of non-negotiables. Um, and that can change, you know, throughout your career, but I think it's important to say, okay, well, what are my top three non-negotiables? What are the things that this company has to have in place? And I'm not willing to budge on that. And if I get a job and those three things aren't there, you know what? Unfortunately, as much as I need this job, I'm going to say no. Having that clearly set out is really important beforehand, because if not, yes, you're going to end up in that situation where you're going to get the job 
the desperation is going to get the best of you. You're going to accept that job. And then who knows, maybe later on down the line, you're going to regret it. And I've seen that happen. I've seen that happen where, you know, again, they've really needed it. They accepted the job and a month later, it was the biggest mistake and they completely regretted it. And so I don't want to see people Mm. get in that situation. And so I'd say it's better to actually say no to a job that even though, yes, you really need it, maybe the pay is really good, but you just maybe don't have that good feeling about it or those values aren't present Um, just just to wait a little bit longer. Because if you wait out, maybe you'll find something even better. And again, you won't Mm. end up in that situation where it's, it's down the line. You're like, you know what? I should have waited. I really wish that I waited. So the background check is just really important. And don't feel like you, you have power. That's what I would say. Because I think a lot of us, especially during these times, we feel like we don't have any. The employer has all the power. They hold the job. They hold the money. And we're just this job seeker that's just waiting for this hand. We're waiting for this role. (laughs) But I think when you take on this idea of doing a background check, it gives you a lot of power. It actually empowers you because you're like, you know what? I have my values. I have my questions I need to ask. And I'm going to make sure that this company aligns with me. And in a time where it feels pretty discouraging to job search, like to have that empowerment feels really awesome. And so again, that's why I'd recommend it over everything is just for you to have that power and to go into your job search feeling confident um, about finding a role that's actually a good fit for you. You know, Chanel, someone had to hear that message. Mm -hmm. I'm sure someone in the last few minutes, you know, had to hear the message that it is okay to wait. And you know, you do have power as a job seeker. It's not just in the hands of employers. And I'm an employer. So I'm not, you know, I'm a bias here. But I know so much from the perspective of job seekers, how it can be and how tough it can be. So I think that's really encouraging and and really powerful. So thanks for that. Absolutely. Want to hear if you have any last final encouraging words for job seekers. And I always ask the question if you could tattoo one encouraging message. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which the tattoo implies short. Usually yes. I, I'm having sometimes I have the longest answers. Yeah, and that's cool, I'm going to tattoo but... a paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you could tattoo one message for job seekers, what would it be? Focus on showcasing your career and not your job. And what mm. I mean by that is I think a lot of us, we, we get into a job and we just have tunnel vision. We get the job. We think we have this idea of job security. We don't look at our resume ever again. We don't really focus on networking. We're like, we have a job. We're good. We're secure. And then something happens and we lose that, right? Sort of ground or that whatever the security, that safety net sort of falls out from underneath us. And I think it's important that, yes, even if you have a job to, again, build your network, build your personal brand, know your story, know your accomplishments, know how to showcase your expertise, because that's what's going to allow you to stand out in the job market as a job seeker, but be able to help you pivot and make moves in your career as you need to. So I would say just don't get focused on just your job, but always just continue to build, continue to learn and have that story, uh, that career story that makes you a compelling candidate. And that will allow you to be a lot more successful in your career. Great words of wisdom from Ms. Chanel McFarlane. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How can we find out more about you? I know you have a blog, so let's hear about how we can access this material. Yeah, so you can find at the blog at dualdresswell.com and there I have blog posts and resources that you'll be able to access. And then I am all over social media, so you can find Dual Dress Well on Instagram and on Twitter as well. Thanks so much for joining us today and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Cool. This concludes episode 199 of the Career Warrior podcast. Got some really good insights there, including how to flip the script and make sure your company is not a scam, but also to go even further than that and make sure that they are a good company culture fit. I just think it's so important to make sure that we are thriving as professionals. And I really think it starts with 
having a good culture fit with these companies. I will also make sure to link the links that were mentioned in the description of this podcast, including Chanel's blog and social media handles. So make sure to check those out and to follow her when you get the chance as well. Just make sure you're not jogging or driving and you are staying safe out there. This concludes episode 199 of the Career Warrior Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Happy New Year, and we'll see you next time.